Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. Walking with Your Inner Spirit is a six-part podcast series brought to you by Yiska Smith. Six opportunities, practices, and encounters experiencing the divine within. For more digital content or to listen to more of Yiska's podcasts, please visit elmod.pardes.org. Walking with Your Inner Spirit, Episode 6, Guidance and the Cultivation of Daily Spiritual Practice. This episode is based on Section 4 in the P.S. Essner's B'nai Machshava Tova. The First Practice. Now that you have finished listening to the previous five episodes, Begin to listen to them again, and again, and again. Do not imagine that you are listening about the thoughts, ideas, and spiritual adventures of some other person. Listen as if you were hearing about yourself. Create an intimacy with the practices. Likewise, with all inspirational texts, that teach about developing enthusiasm and strengthen your consciousness. You must engage the material emotionally. Therefore, you cannot read or listen to a great deal of spiritual Torah at one time. You have to give yourself time to enter the emotional states that are being described, that are being woken up. The dejection, shiflut, the joy, simcha, the brokenness, shvirat alev, and the elevation, aliyah. If you read quickly, you will revert to reading an interesting story, a mere narrative, ma'aseh. You will lose contact with the power of the teachings. Read and listen to a little bit at a time. Ma'at, ma'at. Practice number two. Be attentive, zahir, to all the various aspects of the work that have been described in these episodes. Take the ideas that you have learned and work with them. Give them time to sink in, to internalize, to become part of you, part of your being. If you fail to internalize them right away, do not lose heart. We are taught in Perke Avot, Perak Bet, Chapter 2, the 16th Mishnah, Ted Zion. You are not required to finish the work. Certainly not in one try. Practice number three. With God's help, you can achieve moments of holy feeling. Fiery passion, and an outpouring of your soul. 
you may find that certain words or phrases flow from you during your moments of heightened awareness, hitwakshut. The words that come to you this way are invaluable. Cherish them. Use them any time you want to rouse yourself. From your spiritual slumber. Use them to beseech, to chanen the holy God. These words are sparks of your soul. They are quarried from your soul. They are yours. Practice number four. Establish a set location for your prayers and contemplative practice. At home or in the Beta Knesset or in nature or wherever you pray and engage in your private practice. Stand off to the side or close your eyes to minimize distractions. Avoid praying by rote repetition without awareness or intention, kavana. Rather, approach your prayer with intent, kavana, and with the hope, betikva, that this prayer will help you move your soul from her slumber, metadamta, so she will emerge, titkale, from her hiding place and go forth to greet her maker and king who is always right before her. Make a conscious effort to intend, the meaning of the words. There are, there are many ways, several ways to do this. It is possible to simply translate in your mind as you read. So we would say in Psalm 148, Kuf Mem which we recite in Pusukei de Zimra, in the morning, on weekdays, and on Shabbat, we can say, Hallelujah, give praise, et Hashem, to the Holy One, min Hashemayim, from the heavens, and so on. This mode of, quote, intending the prayers does not awaken the spirit. Rather, the essence, the ikar, of intending lekaven your prayers means <clears throat> that when you say praise God from the heavens hallelujah and so on you are addressing all of creation and commanding it to praise God you who are formed of matter yourself yet you are endowed with a soul and so you are a prince of the world. Sar ha'olam. It is your power to proclaim l'achriz and to command l'tzavot every level of creation. The angels ha'malachim above and the insects, the rumasim and the grass, the isav in the field below. Praise him from the heavens. Praise him all bright stars. Praise him from the earth. This is what it means to pray with intention in Kavanah. This is rousing to the spirit. Oh, yes. Practice number five. Whatever good thing, whatever truly elevated trait or spiritual attainment, midah tova, 
that you hear or read about in a book that a truly righteous person possessed. Do not, chavre, do not despair. I'll tit and say, oh, oh, not me. This is beyond my capacity. On the contrary, Adaraba, desire it for yourself. Be inspired by it. Tell yourself, is this righteous person not flesh and blood as I am? Was he not born as I was? What could truly prevent me from reaching that goal? However, that's the question. What could truly prevent me from reaching that goal? If you hear another example, a simple Torah insight or an edifying Talmudic teaching that pleases you, feel a twinge of pain even and ask, now why didn't I think of that? Truly now, isn't the author of that insight not born of flesh and blood as I am, as mentioned a few lines above? Whatever will happen, this type of desire, this chemda, has some practical benefit. If you merit in reaching these insights, Avinu Shabashamayam, your Father in Heaven will be delighted, and your soul, your inner being, will rejoice within you. The tagel nishmatacha And if not, this desire is never wasted. Lo lebatala. Be aware of this important principle. Every idea, and desire, whether good or, God forbid, evil, that passes through your being, does not return empty. They are substantive and never lost. One by one, they are gathered, nitkabets, and lodge within the soul, nigbaba nefesh, where they evolve into an entire structure. On occasion, for example, a person experiences a negative quality, midah ra'ah, much below the person's current spiritual norm. God help him. He will wonder at himself, mishta'eh ba'atzmo, how did I come by this lowly quality, nemichyut? What happens is that, the, is that ideas and desires as fine as hairs have gathered in him. He barely recognizes lo yadam, or senses them, v'lo hergisham, due to their great subtlety. Megodel dakutam, dak is the word, is so subtle yet they continue to grow ever thicker within him. They then manifest in him in the form of a contemptible trait, an ugly clump. God help him. It's like a buildup and a buildup and a buildup. Of course, we need, uh, we need to be more aware and develop sensitivity to, uh, to the subtleties in our own inner being and experiences. And the opposite, however, is also true. Every good thought, and desire, that arises within you, 
even if you never achieve them, will thicken and grow. Until it manifests itself within you as a holy trait and thought. Again, this is an invitation to begin becoming more aware, more aware. Lehistakel, lehitbonen, to really be more aware of what's already happening within you. If you have a negative thought, machshavara, or a pointless thought, machshara betala, that disrupts you, shemibabelet your thoughts or your studies. Look to heaven, Hashemaima, or close your eyes, Osagoa et Enecha, and look within and think the words Hashem, Hashem, El Rachum Vachanun, Hashem, Hashem, God who is compassionate and gracious. It's directly in the Yud Gimumidotarachamim, found in Shemot, found in Exodus 34, Lamed Dalad, 6 and 7. Vav and Zion. Hashem, Hashem, I'm calling out to you, I'm calling into you. You are the El Rachum V'chanun. Help me. In this situation, the words are said within you. One does not have to scream it out loud. Certainly, with God's help, it will pass. Ta'avor me'alecha. However, this is a very important practice. We can't do this alone. The PSSNA is inviting us to share that negative thought with our Creator, with Avinu Shabashamayim, with our inner Shekhinah, and ask for help. Mm. Practice number seven. Often, whether you are in your home or in the street, make it a regular practice from a broken heart to notice, to become aware that, and pay attention to Sumatalev, that the entire world, Kol Ha'olam, is divinity, Elokutu. You can say to yourself, every grain of sand under my foot, the air Ha'avira, that I breathe within me, She'ani Noshem Noshemet Bekebi, and everything that exists, V'chol ha-mitziyut is the existence of the divine. Mitziyut alakut heima. Why don't I feel that? Why don't I feel a part of that? Why have I distanced myself? Nit rachakti from the camp of God's presence. From the machane ha Why am I a separate being? Rishutul atzmi with my own desires and consciousness. With a coarse body and spirit, Baguf af nefesh megushamim. Master of the world, again, talk to Master of the world, Ribono Sha'olam. Talk to the Kodamamataka, the still small voice. Talk to the Shekhinah. Talk to Hashem and say, Draw me near to you. Kirbani Elecha, I want to be close to you. I don't want to be distant. I want to be close to you, Kaov, in complete goodness, 
and in my sincere desire to return. However, this is teshuva, is to return, not necessarily to repent because one committed a wrongdoing, but because you simply want to be close. It doesn't have to be from a place of sin. It could be just from a place of recognizing I'm not feeling as close as I want to. I'm not feeling as close as I need to. It's, it's cultivating the midah of hitkirvut, of closeness. And again, we cannot do this. We're not designed, we're not created, Chavra, to do this alone. So talk to God and say, please, bring me close to you. I want to be as close to you as the grain of sand that I walk on, as the air I breathe, as everything that exists. That's how close I want to be. I want to be in your camp of your presence. Practice number eight. It is critical for you to work on character development. Tikkun midot. Any trait that you understand to be injurious must be counted with special diligence. It is a battle. It's a milchama. It's avodah, avodah rochanit. It's a spiritual work with many fronts. Look for whatever research, chakira, and advice, eight soft, you need to uproot these personal defects. Be especially attentive to any blocks or obstacles, the milcholim, that prevent you from overcoming the injurious trait, hamidahap guma. The obstacle, hamaniyah, that also too, that, again, that in addition must be removed. If you do not succeed on your first attempt, try again. If one approach is ineffective, try another. If you do not retreat, if you persevere and work consistently, undoubtedly, with the help of God, you will succeed. In and of itself, introspection, iyun, is most beneficial, and especially so for work on personal qualities, bamidot. An example is kaas, anger. You can take two people, they're both quick to become angry. That's the midah. However, the obstacle for each person that one needs to also be yun, to really go inside an introspective work and really try to understand, why am I quick to anger? For one person, it could be there's a lot of brokenness, there's a lot of hurt, there's a lot of residual trauma. For another person, this arrogance could be that the person is surrounded by the wrong element of people that bring out one's worst rather than one's best. So while the midah, the kaas, the anger, can manifest itself the same from two different people, the milchsholim, the obstacles, chavra, it's the root, it's the cause, not just the symptom, it's the cause of the anger also must be recognized and worked with. It's incredible advice that he's providing for us here in these daily spiritual practices. And they work, <laughs> they work, they really do.
Practice number nine. Do not spend a single day without some contact with Torah. Establish a goal, including some Tanakh, Talmud, Midrash, and the spiritual texts of Hasidut. Learn every day of every week. Bakal Shavua, Bakal Yom, without fail. Grow accustomed to this schedule and make the commitment. So, however, it becomes a permanent part of your life. Internalize this practice. With this attitude, you will find the time to spend on this. The time will be there, and you will find it. But this needs to become your own practice. This is avodah. This needs to become a regular part of your schedule and be fixed. Kavua. Even if they contain ideas, and it happens to all of us when we learn Torah, when we're engaging with text, even if they contain ideas that you may not understand, she'ein atamavinim, do not shy away from them. However, the goal of Talmud Torah is not always to master it not always to figure it out. Because at times we encounter and engage text that's rather difficult intellectually. However, what he suggests is to consider that at the very least, whatever the text is, their path is the path and the way of holiness. Derech HaKodesh and the way of piety and this you do grasp. This is what all of us can grasp, that Talmud Torah is a sacred spiritual practice. So whether it's Tanakh, whether it's Parshat Shavuah with various commentaries, whether it's a sugya in Gomorrah, whether it's the Midrash, or whether it's a piece of Chasidut, all of us at any given time have the capacity to see that what we're engaging with is a piece of kadosh, it's sacred text. And each one, according to your own ability, kefi yecholatacha, kol echad ve'echad, kefi yecholatacha, lefi matzavo. And aside from this, the words themselves and the spirit within them will adhere to you. Yitbaku b'cha, there is merit, there is merit in just saying the words, not necessarily to master them, to have it all figured out, just to be able to hear the sacred words and let the spirit within the words become a part of you. And la'at la'at, more and more, we will, we will understand them. Never, though, never shy away from them. I, I just have to comment that if anyone who's listening to this, if you walk into any Beit Midrash anywhere in the world and you see people engaging in text study, I doubt, I highly, highly doubt whether at any given moment every single person that's engaged in the Talmud Torah and the text is really understanding everything they're learning, everything they're speaking, uh, speaking out. 
And yet, what you sense is life. There's a chiyut. There's a vitality. There's a chiyut in the Beit Midrash in learning text. It's because there's something else going on than just the cerebral exercise. Okay, practice number 10. Pay attention and listen. Hakshev ushma. Remember and guard this well. Zachor ushmoa. Good behavior. That you know that you need to practice, whether it be in learning Torah or in tefillah, in prayer, or in personal conduct. Take very seriously and regard any personal transgression, not a halachic transgression, not a legal Torah-based transgression, but a transgression against your own integrity, your own behavior, your own commitment to being honest to your core values. Yehei as a grave breach. Ki'ilu avera chamura. God help us. Because it is a grave breach. If you do not take a breach of your personal obligations as cause for regret and concern, God forbid, you will become frivolous. For this frivolousness means that you do not take a firm stand. As a wisp of hair or a feather that blows in the wind, mitnanea or mitnoea, ba'avir. One moment the person stands in the east, a moment later a slight breeze, rachkal, has blown the person to the west. Although the person may resolve to attain all the good traits, call me dotovot, the person feels, I cannot be sure that the person will actually do so. You see, when we do not take ourselves seriously, then we start uttering sentences like, well, I will try to be a good person. I hope I can be a good person. Oh, I really, really want to be a good person. Rather than, I will be a good person. With God's help, I'm committing myself to really cultivating what it means to be faithful, to be ne'aman, to my own inner shekhinah, to my own image of God in which I was created. There's a big difference between saying, I want it, and saying, I will do whatever it takes. Yes, integrity, authenticity, being faithful, fidelity to one's own inner being. Practice 11, be extraordinarily careful. Ma'od, ma'od, havei zahir. Not to waste, chavra, even a moment. Shalot halech batel, af rega. You should consider ten wasted minutes as a grave sin. He uses that same phrase. Phrase. God have mercy. Hashem Yerachem. You pay for that lost time with your life. 
אתה ממש משלם בחייך, בחייך with your life. Time that you waste is part of the years of your life. חלק של שנות חייך. It's part of the שנים that you're living, gone forever. You will never live those 10 minutes again. Remind yourself of your own mortality. These days, these moments are dead. They're gone for you, and you cannot bring them back. Wasting time, batata as a zman, should feel to you, yeb einecha, and he gets rather strong here, <laughs> as though you have sliced off a piece of your heart. And you cast it to the dogs. What an image. However, try not to waste time. <laughs> try not to cut off a piece of you and just throw it away. You know, it says in the Gemara that Teshuvah really changes, really transforms our misdeeds, the donot, our zechuyot. To our, to our merits. However, however, from the onset, let's try not to waste time. Practice number 12. When you are unable to learn Torah, then think about Torah and think about Hadrucha Ruchanit. Think about spir- your spiritual guidance. During the repetition, for example, of the Shemana Esrei, B'chazarat Hashatz, if your thoughts and feelings are not completely immersed, Shakua, in the Chazarat Hashatz, then contemplate on your spiritual guidance that you practice, or a piece of Torah. Even more so, Umikal Shekain, when you are walking in the street, Immerse your mind and heart. In some word of Torah, some idea, some hadracha, some piece of guidance that anchors you. This practice strengthens and expands your consciousness in holy matters. It's a hitrachavut, it's a veshichlul of machshava. And practice 13, the final practice. Set aside a certain amount of time for each of your activities. Have a day timer, <laughs> have a calendar. L'kol ma'asecha. for everything you do. In general, view yourself, tagish et atzmecha, as a soldier, like a chayal, ke'ish hatzava, with duties to complete. Develop a sense of urgency, not a sense, by the way, of panic. There's a very big difference. Urgency. That every moment pushes into the next moment. And every action necessitates a pressing next step. So be, be prepared to always, to always be accountable to all the moments in the course of a day. Set aside a certain amount of time for each of your activities. It doesn't mean that by the end of the day you will have checked everything off. I mean, in my practice, I find it to be actually fascinating. I have a list every day of what I believe God wants of me to accomplish, and at the end of the day, I review it and say, oh, so this is what God really wanted of me. 
But it's really good to have a to have a like a ma'arechet, to have a luach, to have some sense of from nine to ten, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And when I'm doing this, it'll be for a half hour rather than 45 minutes. It could be that it takes 45 minutes, but I go into each activity with a sense of accountability for the time God has allowed me to live. And the concluding insight, it's not as much of a practice as it is an insight. We have not spoken directly regarding the subject of love, of ahava and ah, your ah. Because in essence, be'emet, the soul of each Jew, call nefesh Yisrael, and I would suggest by extension every human being, already does love already does revere the Holy One. But since the soul is buried, it's like kavua, like a kever, it's buried beneath a mat of straw encased in a body, tumunabaguf. Her love, the soul's love, and ah and yirah are likewise constrained and likewise buried tumunah. When you behave according, according to all of these practices, whose objective is the same, it's really to help each one of us reveal our spiritual nature, then you will also see, with God's help, your love and reverence for God manifest in their purity. So the challenge is not to try to force this love, this Ahavat Hashem, this Yerat Shamayim to become manifest. It's, it's within us. It's to engage in these practices so we become closer and more aware and sensitive to our spiritual nature. As we do that, the Piyasetzna, he trusts us. He believes in us that we, in fact, will become at the same time more aware, more evolved in really sensing in a very practical, real, palpable way our own innate love of God, love of the Almighty, love of God's world, love of creation, love of ourselves, and yara, and awe, and respect. May it come to be, bimheira, amenu mamash, quickly in our days. Thank you for downloading this podcast from the Pardes Institute of Jewish Studies. For more digital content or to listen to more of Yiska's podcasts, please visit elmod.pardes.org.